it's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. And here we go for your Tuesday. It is time for Travis Rogers. Alan Sliwa. Travis and Sliwa is on. We're here each weekday, live and local, 9.55 a.m. We go until 12.55 p.m. and then Mason and Ireland. And if you haven't spent time with Travis and Slee, this is the kind of show that's close. We're like a close family. So much so that Alan Sliwa didn't tell any of us it was his birthday on Friday. Low-key sneaky. It was your birthday on Friday? You didn't know that you don't even tell anybody? You just come in and out like it never even happened? That's the sort of guy you are? Like a ninja, bro. Like a ninja. <laughs> Just got in. Uh, nothing was mentioned. We were good to go. By the time I was driving away, I'm like, that was I did it. as easy as can be. Slee was ninja birthday. How about that? Meanwhile, today is a big day. Go ahead, Travis. I know you want to say it. Go ahead. Plus, it's National Fried Chicken Sandwich Day. What makes the perfect fried chicken sandwich? That's our beat, pal. Now, a fried chicken sandwich. That doesn't like, like the Burger King crispy chicken sandwich. I think they call it the crispy chicken sandwich. I did a lot of damage on those as a youth. Does that count? These are the important questions we're going to get to. Oh, and the Lakers go to overtime with the Hornets. I mean, who saw that coming? But they win. Sliwa's in a good mood. Let's get to it. Travis and Sliwa, your Tuesday right now. Here we go. Live from L.A. Live. Sweet tea, Travis Rogers. Hit him in the face, Sliwa. I'll still take the face. Travis and Sliwa right now. Yeah. Chicken sandwiches, sneaky birthdays, Laker wins. Pretty good Tuesday, Al. First of all, we're not a family because if we were a family... You would have actually guessed that my birthday was on Saturday, not Friday. So oh. you, all you did was spend a reference. You, it was on Friday. You didn't even say anything. I'm like, all right, you're already a day off. Well, I didn't and everything know. Else. I, this is the whole point. You didn't even yeah. bother to correct me yesterday. Nothing. When I said that it was on I was Friday, already, you're like, yeah, whatever. I was already preparing for next year. I'm like, all right, I already got <laughs> oh, him all over the place. Ooh, you are sneaky. A little ninja action That is right there. some sneaky stuff. Actually, no, right here, there. here's the funny thing. I didn't know you said Friday until I just <laughs> until heard back the. Yeah, no, look, that, it's a bad guy move. It's okay. We it's all, not a bad guy move. Oh, sure it is. We've got a... What's got worse, a, the, the person who doesn't tell you their birthday or uh-huh. the person that won't stop telling you it's their birthday? The second one. The, the, the second one is worse, to answer your it question. Yep. Yeah, your, your version is better, but see, this is not just we didn't know it was your birthday, which we didn't. I asked you a few times. Like, What'd what you ask me? What are you doing this weekend? You got anything special planned? I asked that at least twice. At least both on and off the air. Like, I kind of get if on the air you're like, eh, no, not really. But yeah. when I asked you as we're walking no, to the get problem coffee. Is, yeah, but that's the problem. That's the problem is if I would have told you off air, was, then you would have went on air with well, Of course so I would have. Like, that's right, that's kind of my deal. moving. But you could have said, hey, Trav, listen, it's uh, it's actually my birthday on Saturday. Lady Slee and I are going to go grab a bite. But I'd appreciate it if you just kept that on the down low. I would respect your privacy if you asked for it. Now, if you just said, eh, me and Lady Slee are going to grab a bite, it's my birthday, I would have run back in here and flipped on the mic as quickly as I could. But had you asked for privacy, I would have given it to you. Straight ninja. <laughs> I guess so. I guess so. Um, the long, skinny chicken sandwich that Chris mentioned, they may or may not have it at Burger King. I don't know. They still have it. They do still they have still it. They still have it. Okay, so that's the one that comes on like almost like a hoagie roll, practically. But I, I do believe they have the more traditional fried chicken sandwich right now, like Popeye's. original and, chicken yeah, sandwich. The original chicken sandwich. Now they have the crispy chicken sandwich. They're, look, is there any downside to having two options when it comes to a fried chicken sandwich? I vote no. 
I think that there's plenty of good reasons. What about spicy chicken sandwiches? Also, oh, yeah. those no, I, I do also spicy good. way before. Oh, sure. Yeah. Sure. There, there's a point. You got to know where you're going because if you go to like a Howlin' Rays, one of those sorts of places, and you go spicy, you're going to blow the roof of your okay, head funny, off. Okay, funny story. A couple days ago, uh, you know, Rookie needed to go run around. By right? the way, I got to meet yeah. Rookie via Zoom this yeah. morning. That this was guy, very exciting. He's a, he's, he's a beast. You need to feed that dog. He looked a little thin. He's fine. He looked like he was trying to eat you at one <laughs> yeah. point. Yeah. So. He looked hungry. He eats literally everything anytime, and every meal is as if it's the first meal he's ever had in his life. Okay, He goes, hallucinates, goes crazy. Um, so we're going out to the park. There's a little park area, bro. I thought about you because this was maybe on Friday. I can't, I can't remember Friday or Thursday. And I just see these two guys like breathing, like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. And I'm like, what the hell are these guys doing? They're on a bench, right? Sitting on a bench. And I'm looking at the rappers. They have food in their mouth. <laughs> it was Howlin' Rays. Yeah, it's good they stuff. They were eating Howlin' Rays. Yeah, they it's were, really but good. They, the guy was like basically sweating and everything else. Yeah. And instantly I thought, 1245, <laughs> final 10 minutes of our show, spicy wing or a spicy sandwich, Trav and I. I You're going to keep bringing this up, Alan. Just until we it's do It's a it. good bit. It's a good bit. I'm, I'm willing to do it, but let's do it with the chicken sandwiches opposed to the wings because I, uh, I do chicken one sandwich. wing, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll eat the wing and then I'll tap the mat. But if we're going to, I'm going to finish the whole sandwich. We have a lot of chicken sandwiches. What if it's, to to you, you would finish a whole, I, I don't know what that spice level is. And so, I know that they, who's the dude that does, uh, who's the dude that does the, Hot wings thing, the hot wings yeah. challenge. I, they're wearing the gloves. Yeah, and, so and I think had, they ate it at Howland. I've Rays. had Howland Rays, and mm -hmm. it's really good. And I got the and I'm I'm not spice sensitive. Like I can have a little heat, and I'm okay. And I can even maybe have a little bit more than average mm -hmm. and be okay. Yep. But I, I want it to be to where we're both incredibly struggling, and we I, still have seven more minutes left in the show. I had the medium one there, and it nearly melted my face off. Yeah, that was medium. Yeah, it was. It was. It was hot. It was delicious. So I think they go medium, hot. spicy, extra, or howling, yeah, or whatever yeah, it is. I'm not messing with that. We're in, we're bro. Not, we're not doing we're that. In. All right. Funches, call them up, text them, we're in. <laughs> ESPN Radio is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. All guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. If you want to be a part of the show today, you know how to do it on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. ESPN Nation is presented by Dr. Pepper. College football is back, and so are the fans. Return to glory with Fansville by Dr. Pepper, the one fans deserve. I don't know whether to start with a referee bumping an NFL player. Yep. The Jokic brothers being the number one trending Jeez. thing on Twitter, yep. which is awesome. <laughs> Just not Nikola Jokic, but Jokic brothers. Mm -hmm. Or we can talk about that the Lakers needed to go to overtime to beat the uh, Charlotte Hornets. I think that's probably the best place to start because – the Lakers just needed a win. Even if that's the win that they got, Al, I'm glad that they got it. Bro, they had to get it. I mean, listen, if you lost that game yesterday, you'd have lost three games in a row. Mm -hmm. You're not beating Miami tomorrow. I'm sorry. I, I don't have confidence Lakers are going to beat Hopefully the Heat Jimmy tomorrow. Hopefully Jimmy has calmed down a little bit after the Jokic thing. And, and, and it, has, <laughs> it, has, it has more to do with the fact that, uh, by the way, did you see? I, I thought I saw a photo of this. Was, that, was pretty much the whole roster waiting outside of their locker room? The Denver locker room? Yeah. They were mad. Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler was Kyle Lowry. Was Bam Adebayo. I want to say maybe Udonis Haslam was, was there as well. Not, not by the Heat guys. It was, Jokic's thing was a bad look. I know. That's a bad, bad look. Okay. Let, let's actually, because we're having the conversation. Yeah. Um, you can tell. So Bam Adebayo looked like he got fouled. Mm -hmm. No call came. Markeith throws his hands up like, why aren't you calling the foul? And was one of those plays, let me stop transition here. But it was an extra little bump it with was the a, shoulder. It was a good, hard foul. Good, hard foul. Jokic. I mean, and, and listen, I, do I think Jokic was trying to hurt somebody? I really don't. I don't think he was trying to hurt somebody. At least that's I, – I haven't watched 
I haven't seen something from Jokic where mm-hmm. you says to your mind, Jokic is out there trying to. I agree with that. Part. Trying to uh, trying to injure somebody. Yeah. The way he hit him, and then Markeith is just sitting like he can't. And Markeith Morris, one of the toughest dudes, played for yeah. the Lakers for a couple of years. This is not one of those guys that's trying to. Anybody come to mind? He's got to be incredibly injured to not get up. So I say all that, and then, you know, whatever happens after that and Jimmy Butler trying to tell him to come back to the locker room, all that's Jimmy a bad Jimmy Butler was bring that blank over here, that he he was feeling it. Because, look. That's the Heat Jok- team. Jokic hit him from behind. That's Pat Riley's squad. Course, no, that's Pat, that's how it is. If you are not a tough guy, you're not going to survive a Pat Riley mm-hmm. team. You're, you're just not. That's He insists on it. That that you need to the the minimum ante to play for Pat Riley is you need to be a tough guy. Yep. And the Miami Heat are. And look, Jokic. I I, I think I agree with you, Al. I don't think he was trying to hurt him. But when you're seven feet tall, I don't know how much Jokic weighs. He's probably 280, 90 pounds. He's yeah, if he you throw hard. your shoulder into somebody that's not looking, you're gonna and hurt right that guy. Directly the center of his back. Watch you his know, head. I know. Watch his head snap goes back. back. That was the part that was really interesting to me. Um, that's not over. You know, like baseball carries grudges. Well, you threw and you hit my guy, so I'm going to wait six months to hit your guy, and then you're going to hit my guy again in spring training, and this goes on like the Hatfields and McCoys for generations where people hate each other. This would now, the good news, I guess if there is good news, Heat and the Nuggets only play each other twice a year. So this is different. Why is it different? His brother plays in the Western Conference with the Clippers, and his brother put out a tweet, you know, kind of, you know, saying that noted. That tra- he put noted. Yeah, I saw that. And that's when the Jokic brothers came yeah, in. That's when the at Jokic brothers account, which, by <laughs> the way. Didn't exist yesterday. I was going to say, uh, Funches could have created that after the postgame show yesterday. <laughs> Just put at Jokic brothers. And I believe it's them, I think. But uh, I feel like anybody can could have created that account. So to answer your question, um, that could easily spill over to a different game because the Clippers will play the Nuggets four times. Okay. And when when – Marcus Morris is going out of his way to put noted. He's not doing you. it just to do I, it. But, I know refs will put, be extra that puts attention. His team, the Clippers, mm-hmm. in a really weird spot. Yeah. Like this is not our beef. I get that it's a Morris family beef. Yeah, I understand that. Mm-hmm. It's not an LA Clipper beef. I do not need to start a, a, a war, a basketball war, a, a flagrant two foul war. Looking at you, Rondo. I don't need any of these things to affect my team. This is a Miami thing. This is a Denver thing. I understand that somebody hits my brother. I want to even the score. Well, maybe <laughs> I can see Marcus Morris going to tell Ty Lue, I'm, hey, I don't know what to tell you. I got to do this is what it is. I'm not saying he's going to go out and do something, but when you put out a tweet said noted, which, by the way, should just, you shouldn't have said anything yeah. and just went out and played a game. And, you know, if he if he put in a little extra of a foul, I think it would be less. Now you're going to have a lot of eyes on him when they play and everything else. We'll see what happens. It was uh, it, it was interesting along the way. So, yeah, I, I, you know, I'll be honest, other than the, the Jokic brothers and Marcus Morris getting in, I hadn't even thought about the Clipper angle of it all. That's a bad look. He needs to not do that. If he wants to fight him, fight him in the parking lot before or after the game, don't bring that onto the floor for the Clippers. That That's bad. For instance, if one of the Morris brothers – we had Markeith, right? Yeah, Markeith was on If Markeith Marcus. was still mm-hmm. here and this happened to Marcus and he went out there and, and flattened Jokic because of something that happened to his brother and another team, I'd be furious as a Laker fan. I'd kind of get it emotionally, but that would be a bad deal. Well, <laughs> this is where it comes to value, right? Like – well, Markeith wasn't, you know, he wasn't now, Anthony Davis. He wasn't I, one of these top players. I understand right? that. But now all of a sudden, okay, now I got to go even I get the score it. with one of these I other guys. I don't know. It just seems like a, a, a bad it. deal along the way. Um, they won. Mm-hmm. Is that 
I mean, Carmelo was great again. Carmelo was not great. He Carmelo's been the Lakers' best player through the first 11 games of the season. Without Carmelo Anthony, where would this team be? But is that kind of the end of the list of things that kind of got us excited about last night? Because, well, I was happy that they finally won a game again. Yeah. And, you know, the schedule gets a little more challenging from this point forward. But there wasn't a ton to jump up and down and say, there it is. That looks like great basketball again. That's what I was hoping to see. Well, I, I don't think much has changed, right? So – Lakers go five and five to start the season. Um, without LeBron James, they're in. There's no lock to anything on the schedule. Period. It doesn't matter who you're playing. If LeBron James isn't on the court, and we even had some games where LeBron was on the court, still wasn't a lock. But mm -hmm. if LeBron James is not playing for the Lakers, there is not a game on that schedule that you say that's a guaranteed win. We've been. We've been. The Lakers have proved so far two losses against the Oklahoma City Thunder, a win by two against Houston, um, an overtime win against the San Antonio Spurs. They've proved that no game is a lock. So with that in mind, I actually don't think anything was that surprising yesterday. I really don't. I think that it's played out exactly how the season has gone, that through 10 games, they don't deserve the benefit of the doubt to say, oh, where they're going to walk through the Charlotte Hornets. Charlotte's lost five in a row, but I, I will. That's a better team than their record. They're not a bad team. I Charlotte Hornets are young. They got nothing to lose. They got good players. Kind of fun to watch. They're you know whether, whether it's Lamelo Ball or Terry Rozier or Miles Bridges. They got they got some nice players. Yes, but you were kind of desperate for a win. You were, and and I, I mentioned this to you. Tomorrow, Miami is in L.A. That's a really really tough game for the Lakers without LeBron James. If LeBron was there, still an incredibly tough game. Mm -hmm. Maybe there's going to be a chip on their shoulder of some of the stuff that we were just talking about with Denver. You could have been in a position where you now lost four games in a row if you lost that. So just to get that one win in between, I thought it was um, I thought it was important for them to get it. Was anything overly impressive? No, but nothing has been impressive so far this year. No, it almost falls along the same line as what we've watched. There's there's one thing in particular that is not impressive this year. Despite the fact that the numbers are telling you it is, it's not. We're going to get into it next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. It is Travis and Sliwa. You know, if you're new to the show, welcome. We're here each weekday at 9.55 a.m. in the morning. We go until 12.55 p.m. and then Mason and Ireland. We ask the questions that need to be asked in life. Which, by the way, I still don't understand why getting a couple boxes from Costco is the biggest deal in the world. <laughs> like, I, I don't understand. What's the magic like, at Costco <laughs> of not just having bags? Like, why can't we have anything? I don't know. Because there's so much to the world and sports radio that just sports. Travis and Sliwa continues now. You just really want to have as many bags as possible underneath your kitchen sink? Is that your deal? It's like a war chest of... Uh, old grocery bags if trader joe's runs out of bags call me <laughs> i have enough supplies down there for seven locations in southern california you don't throw those away you don't reuse them see this is that's why costco doesn't give you bags because of you, you well, just I pay, your own by the question. way i pay for the trader joe's bag yeah well 
but a dime. It's a dime they gotta, every. They got to charge more for those bags, right? If they really want people, because look, I, I they're paper bags, they're I, not plastic bags. I, I understand. I don't use plastic, but bags. the plastic bags at my grocery store, they're Actually, like no, the plastic I, bags. I have a plastic bag. They're yeah. like a dime a piece. Yep. Right. So even if you go like shopping for the week and you get ten or eleven, it's a dollar. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's not. Sometimes permitting. I go to Trader Joe's shopping <laughs> just for bags. <laughs> Give me bags. Just give- I'll take 14 bags. You go underneath that little thing where they have them all stacked up and ready to go? Why not? It's time for some Straight Talk. Brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Straight Talk Wireless, no contract, no compromise. How about this? One week from today, we're going to announce the name of our award show that's coming up uh, Super Week, right around the Super Bowl. Yep, yep. We're going to have the name. We're going to let you know where you can buy tickets. That's coming up one week for today. We're going to be able to start voting for things like, I don't know, Best Segment, which clearly is Ask Slee, as you found out yesterday during halftime of the Lakers game. This is all very exciting. I'd say it's fourth. Um, <laughs> you know, it's kind of funny yesterday. So I'm doing. I'm doing. Funch could. Funch could talk about this too. I'm doing halftime, right? So halftime report. It's like a five minute, maybe five minutes. The first five minutes, we go to break, and then another three minutes, something like that. And this is also an opportunity. You know, Michael is very. It's Michael Thompson. So a lot of people walk by where he is. Hey, Michael. Sure. Quick wave. Hello. Uh, same thing with John. But this specific person wanted to take a picture with Michael. So. Michael, I sit behind Michael. Okay. So Michael is in front of me. Right behind him is the engineer, and then I'm to the right. Sure. Okay? So the guy's doing like a selfie, you know, <laughs> taking the picture with Michael, and I'm I'm in the middle of, you know, Lakers 61 to 60. I'm going through the box score, all that stuff. And this guy looks at me and just kind of like locks eyes, and he's like, Slee, ask Slee. <laughs> And I'm, you know, I'm, I'm in the middle of doing whatever update I'm doing. I'm like, don't forget, he pointed at you too when he did it too. Right, it was very aggressive. He's like, slay, and he's like, uh, and I'm like, you know, points in the paint, 24 to 22, fast break points. <laughs> and the guy, and I didn't know what to do. Like, he didn't care that I was on air. He didn't care that the headset was on. He had, none of that mattered. It was like, I just want to let you know, Ashley. I'm like, Travis has you've sold stock. In this ass sleeve, it's going that up. Is, uh, it's not quite Tesla, but it's doing well. Did he have a question too? Did he have <laughs> an ask no, sleeve, or are you I, just saying, "Oh, well, I he, love a segment." He just Let's said, go ask Slee. He said ask Slee, and he points at me, and I like you know way of like, and then <laughs> do, I went right back to um, you know they really got to do a better job on Lamelo Ball in the second half. <laughs> So the, it's an odd phenomenon because I've I, the Astley thing happens to me every Sunday. Out no, but the, the dude was the nicest guy. They're, they're all yeah. the nicest guys. Yeah. But you guys, just here's the thing. I want you to come over. I want you to say hello. I want to shake your hand. I want to take a picture. I want to do all of whatever you want to do. I want to do it. But when I have my headset on and I'm talking into the microphone. Oh, it didn't matter. You kick him up and go, dude, no. dude, Astley. Yeah, I, I, I want to talk about Ashley. I want to talk about how much it makes Alan uncomfortable. I want to do this yeah, with you, yeah. but you're gonna have to wait five minutes so I can finish this thought. <laughs> that's just that's all I'm asking. That's yeah, just halftime. Come in at halftime. So, you can also come over to my side of the producer side. You know, whisper and ask Slee in my ear, and then I'll and I'll save it for Monday. It's pretty great. It is pretty great. Um, is it a triple double? If you uh, shoot the way that Russ shot last night, if you have the plus minus that Russ had last night, is it a stat stuffing night for somebody like Anthony Davis? Who, if you just look at the box score, Anthony Davis's numbers are amazing: yep. thirteen to twenty-five, yep. thirty-two points, twelve rebounds. How about and the here, defensive side, here we get four assists, three steals, five blocks. That's just remarkable to me it, it, both of those numbers or I should say all of AD's numbers are crazy Russell Westbrook 5 of 15 uh he had 14 assists he had 12 rebounds seven turnovers but he was also a minus 17 in the plus minus three steals 17 points three as steals. Well. Yeah. okay so 
these are really impressive statistical lines out, but the the eye test is telling me something. If you said to me, did Anthony Davis have a great game last night? No. Did, did he have a great statistical game? Yeah. I mean, that's not just good. That's great. Did he dominate that game last night against a mediocre Charlotte team? No. It's it's the weirdest thing in the world. So there's something to it. I, I if you asked me what were the what was the most important parts of yesterday's game, mm-hmm. I would have told you that Carmelo's shot making at specific times. You know, sometimes you look at stats and Carmelo seven of ten from the three point line. I think he ended up nine of thirteen from the field. He was great, but it's not just twenty nine points. It's when do you score your twenty nine points? It's is it a, a momentum-changing three-pointer that now Staples Center, when Charlotte felt like, hey, we got a chance to take control of this game, and then boom, before you know it, Carmelo hits another three, and Lakers go up two, and Staples Center goes crazy. Yeah. It's There's a big, I guess there's a, um, we could look at the numbers, we can watch the numbers, but it's the impact every play has. Carmelo was one of those. Do you know the other incredible impact last night was? Rondo, Rondo sure. played a total of 12 minutes. They were, okay? they were impactful. He was plus 20 and had eight assists. Every time he had the ball, it was a dime to Anthony Davis or it was a dime to Carmelo Anthony. He was Rondo. Rondo is known for, back in his days, he has control of the game. You feel comfortable when that quarterback has the ball. No doubt. Right? So, And, and by the way, Rondo made a mistake yesterday, a flagrant two, where you just kind of put your hands on your head. It's like, Rondo, you can't freaking do that in today's NBA. You- yeah, it was a dumb foul, but it didn't feel like it warranted an ejection to me. Let's say it's not a flagrant two. It's the NBA. The NBA, you kind of put yourself at risk I, yeah, I get every that. time I get you, know, that. you put yourself in that position. So I say that because Carmelo and Rondo, I thought, had the most impactful plays through the game. No question. Especially in that stretch. There was a stretch. Once Rondo went out, everything changed. So now Russ is back in the game. Russ... Do you have control of the game? Are you setting up the guys similar to how Rondo does it? Are you impacting the game that, you know, defenses on the other side really have to worry about you having the ball? Listen, it's not like Rondo went out there and took 15 shots. No, Rondo found a way to take over the game by – being a facilitator, by being a quarterback. He had no points and was in complete control of the game. He, he was really, really good. And and I like how you said it, that do you have control of the game? Rajon Rondo, yep, no question about it. Does Russell Westbrook, at, at times, but not, not, not as often as he probably should, does he impact the game? Rondo, no question about it. Anthony Davis, I thought, had his best little spurt when he was out there with Rondo. They've yep. got a little connection. 100% they have that, a connection. That's and- just very, very different and very obvious than the connection with Russell Westbrook. Makes a little sense. They've played together multiple New Orleans, times. New Orleans, Lakers here. won a I championship. It. It's a yep. work in progress, but mm-hmm. there just seems to be this. When, when Russ is out there, eh, eh, and this this has been my objection all along to this trade. My concern about this is that when he plays, the Lakers look like five guys all kind of doing their own thing. When Rondo was playing, it looked like a basketball team. Here's when, the problem. You know the problem with that is, it, it's you know. You're not going to be able to depend on Rondo to do that no. on a night-in, night-out basis. You're no. not. So there's two there's two ways to look at this because there's the side of it that says, and we've heard Coach Vogel say this, and I've said it as well, it's 
well, isn't this part of the luxury? This is why you have Russell Westbrook. If LeBron misses some games, that's what I was told. Then you're supposed to have a player that comes in that can kind of handle things, handle the offense. He could be more himself. Which, by the way, listen, I'm going to go back to this. Statistically, those stats are there, but what we're, you know, I guess nitpicking on is what is the impact of those stats? Is every tur- or every um, um, possession that you have the ball? Is it a positive for the you know for the group that's out there, or is it a negative for the group? And I think that's the problem with Russell Westbrook right now. I'm going to suggest something for Russell Westbrook. Now I don't know how how much you're going to think that this is realistic or not, and we can do this coming back. But we want to talk about Russ, and if you want to comment at all on any one of uh, or any part of last night's game, you can do that eight seven 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 ten ESPN. All right, so I want to do that, and there's also. That we're already changing the moving the goalposts. We're already changing the talk. Well, no, it's not when when Russ is here. When LeBron is going to be on the bench, he's going to miss. That's when you need him. Now we're saying, well, no, Russ is going to be better when LeBron is back. I think he's showing that. Okay, but it, we've already changed the tune. Eleven games in, we've already said, no, nah, it wasn't what we thought. It's going to be something different. So that needs to be a part of it as well. Eight seven 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 ten ESPN. It's Travis Slee, seven ten ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Number one thing to have on your chicken sandwich is what? And don't say chicken. (laughs) Pickles. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, see, look, Al's coming around. Yeah. This is good. Oh, by the way, I went to uh, Sunday night. I don't know if you guys know this. I was at a SoFi Stadium on Sunday night. And, oh, no, uh, I know. And it was your birthday weekend. Let's not and forget that. And the Rams lost. I went to a Rams-Titans left solid in the fourth quarter. Like, I don't know, 14 minutes left in the fourth. Was like, all right, guys, great to see everybody. <laughs> and it was no, like, you know, some people have shame in leaving early. Uh-huh. I was like, how great not is you? this? There's nobody in the parking lot. By the way, where the hell is parking H? Yeah. Like, that takes, you need, that in itself you need like is 45 a Sherpa to get back. <laughs> I, I left before I left in the fourth quarter, you know, right as it started. I think I left the parking lot uh, at the end of your post game show because <laughs> I couldn't find my car. Um, it's a big lot. So I leave and uh, I get home, and my girl said, uh, "You want to go get some In and Out?" I said, "Yeah, yeah." You know what? Let's go get some In and Out. That's not a common thread for me yet. Well, I guess it is because I remember I told you, you got Mexican food one time. It was like nine o'clock at night. <laughs> yeah. So we go to uh, we go to In and Out. Okay, I think you'd be kind of proud of the order. Hit me. Yeah, I had to go through some some rough pains of figuring out what the hell I was doing for <laughs> for a little bit here. There's a learning curve for everybody. It's fine. So did double double. Okay. Um, raw onions. Great. Uh, put the uh, the chilies. Sure. Put those in there. I actually did not know. I, always, I thought you always just get those on the side. No, and they're when on I told the him, Can you put them in there? He goes, Oh yeah, no, we cut them up and yeah, put them in. Chop them up. Chop like, chilies. Okay. Sure. So those go in there. Um, extra crispy fries. Sure. And a strawberry shake, and let's call it a day. 
What? See, was that so hard? Wasn't that hard? <laughs> they gave you. And by the way, this is another thing. Can I just say, they're so freaking nice. They're, they've. There's a reason they sell eight trillion cheeseburgers a night. You know what's funny? When I <laughs> when I first did, they've the, got it figured out pretty well. But you know, you can have something figured out, but it's the your people. That's who represents but, but that's what your business. Got figured out. The line, the line's always long, yep. and it always moves pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. The people always get your order right. They're always very friendly. They always follow up. They always repeat it back to you. It is outstanding. So I ordered. You know, when you're in the drive, this one was just a drive-through. There's no, you know, it's sit not down. a store. For, yeah, sit down. So the guy is out there and he's taking the order, and I didn't, I didn't say strawberry shake. So when I got to the front, I was like, hey, can I add something to it? She's like, of course. I'm like strawberry sh- shake. She's like, oh, you gotta have that. <laughs> I'm like, okay. She's giving you permission. Yeah, she's like, you got to have that. And then when I got it, you know, the first thing you do, I don't know if you're patient enough, but, you know, she just kind of handed it to me. I'm going to start taking a sip, okay? Yes. She's standing there. She goes, am I right? <laughs> like, she gave me one of those, like, I'm like, yeah, you actually, you are right. You are right. You're very, next time, up your game. Go Neapolitan shake. You get a little bit of all three. You get a little bit of all three. It's pretty. It's a pretty good deal. It's a pretty good way to do it. Travis Lee is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. All guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. Let's try the Dr. Pepper call-in line. Let's try um, Lou in Buena Park. Lou, you're on with Travis and Slee. What's going on, Lou? Hey guys. Uh, yeah, you can't go wrong with In and Out. Nope. Um, yeah. No, I was. Uh, I was kind of pissed off yesterday when uh, Carmelo and, and Russ got those technicals. I mean, we were up by what nine points was it at the time and we just gave them like five points with that possession it was and i'm questioning the iq of the team lou veterans um, too lou veteran team with mm-hmm. i'm sorry go ahead no no you're good buddy i was just gonna say why are you know just kind of play off what you said this this shouldn't come if the charlotte hornets got a couple youngsters who are 20 21 years old haven't been in the league for a while and make a couple of mistakes that's one thing but not vets you know not, not these players that you're mentioning but continue with your point yeah, no, and then uh, I think if Ronda would have been in there, maybe he could have settled them down or something. Or I don't know, even the coach. I don't know. There's just there's too many veterans. There's too much um, too much expertise on that team for something like that to happen. And that that to me was like a a moment where I was like, what the hell is going on? Like, what are these guys? Uh, yeah, Luke, what are these guys thinking? You 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 bring up a good point. Thank, thanks for the call. I I I had the same thought that what you're talking about to to, to what you were saying a second ago, Al. If young guys let their emotions get the best of them and they have, you know, some fouls and some tees and all of a sudden you turn a, 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 a nine-point game into a four-point game because you give somebody a five-point possession, it's not good, but you kind of get it. They're working their way through it. That's not what this was. These are older players, veteran players. And to lose point, there there are not a ton of times where it feels like everybody's on the same page with this team. And mm-hmm. that's, that's what I've been saying for weeks now. It's I get that they don't play well yet together. I'm willing to stipulate that maybe that's a work in progress okay fine but the the look of it all it doesn't look like everybody has the same goal in mind it doesn't look like everybody's on the same page it doesn't look like this is a team that has a plan when they go out there it looks like five guys that are out there just kind of doing their own things taking turns doing their own things and the one little run yesterday where it didn't look like that is when Rondo and AD started to get going. You're like, well, that that looks really good. And Carmelo, Carmelo and, and Car- was right there as Carmelo well. was good all night. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, but yes, you're right. And that was the first little glimpse in a while where I've seen that look like a really good team. I think Loose Point's a good one where it doesn't feel like these guys have a good sense of what they want to be as a team. Jamal in Long Beach. Jamal, what's going on? You're on the Travis and Sleeva Show. Uh, what's up, fellas? Man, I, I just wanted to uh, just talk about the uh, Russell Westbrook experiment. 
Um, Travis, you said this before we the deal. Well, when the deal happened, you said that the Russell Westbrook you worried about the way he plays the game. Mm-hmm. He's averaging five point one turnovers this year. Mm-hmm. He's shooting about twenty percent from three, and like thirty eight percent from the field. He's he has bad IQ at times and judgment calls. And when it gets to a point where the games get tight, he wants to play hero ball. But he's not a good enough shooter to be able to play hero ball. He's not buying into the system. And it's affecting how the Lakers are playing. Like, we've had a lot of games where we've been up 15, 13, 25. And when he gets back in the game, it just goes to, 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 to I don't want to say the word, but it just goes really bad. Um, I just think that, that the Russell experiment, I think it's not working out. And it's due to the fact that him getting in his own head. Appreciate you calling yeah. in. Jamal. Appreciate you calling in. First of all, let, let's say this. When we say something's not working out, this is a incomplete project that uh, – Listen, yet haven't even had the midterm yet. LeBron's got to be there. Guys like THT have it's to. Not be what there. they were saying at the beginning of the season, but okay. Well, the idea and the concept was you can still hold your own if LeBron's not there because you have Russell Westbrook. Yes. Let me go ahead and adjust um, <laughs> where we where we sit today. Okay. Um, the whole thing is incomplete, and it's going to be incomplete until. LeBron James is in the lineup, and we, we've we seen LeBron in the lineup a bit, and even with that, there are times you're scratching your head. But it's going to be incomplete until that piece is there on LeBron? a consistent basis. From that perspective, it's going to be incomplete. But the, the other part about Russ, I don't know what you want me to tell you. You have to adjust your game. You just do. There's For the sake of the Los Angeles Lakers and where you want to go to, there has to be some type of adjustments. You cannot play 110 miles per hour in a game when it's clearly not clicking. If if Russ was clicking and every time he had the ball, um, you know, we're saying to ourselves, okay, something's good has happened. Whether Russ is getting to the basket, he's putting pressure on defenses, and he's kicking it beautifully out to Wayne Ellington or Carmelo. That's not the case. You and I said this that the stats so far, Russ's stats. Just look at the stat line. I'd walk away and say that's a damn good game, except. Yeah. You didn't shoot very well. Turnovers. And you had seven turnovers. But the impact of Russell Westbrook so far, there's a lot of times I'm with Jamal on this. He looks looks a little lost out there. Yeah. All right. There's still a lot more to get into with Russell Westbrook. We'll pick it up at about 10.55 after Bunch of Funch, which is coming up next. But I want to say this. Turn a bunch of Funch. Russell Westbrook's game Mm -hmm. has been exactly what I thought it was going to be. Exactly. I'm not saying it's a finished product. I'm not saying it can't change. I'm saying through 11 games, all of my concerns have been on full display. It is exactly what I feared. Again, the most. it's an incomplete it project. It, I, I'm not saying this mm-hmm. is not an I told you so, but what we've seen so far is, you just tell is exactly me? what I was worried about. Bad shooting. Him not being a team player, not and not in a selfish way, in a going a thousand miles an hour, and it's just looking disjointed. There hasn't been a whole bunch when, of things. When you that say when you great. say team player, you correct me if I'm wrong here. What I think you're referring to, Russ wants to win more than anybody else it's on his a, team. Russ does. does not have selfish intentions on this you. team, but I think what you're saying is his style of basketball at times hurts the Lakers, it doesn't and he doesn't win. adjust. It does not – his style of basketball is not helping Well, he's going to have to games. adjust then. If he can. And and that's the that's the million-dollar question. Can somebody change? Bunch of Funch with a new guy, Michael Funches. He's in here Never today. heard of him. It's coming up next, 710 ESPN. Do you know this Funches guy? Have you no met idea. him before? No, I never met Looks him. Looks like a nice um, guy. 
I've tall, seen thin, his nice guy. I've seen his <laughs> name on our ESPN uh, call list, like yeah. our phone list that they send out every couple of months. But I literally have never met the guy. I'm Travis. That's Alan. Mike, nice to meet you. Nice meeting you Do guys. Do you prefer Funch or Mike? Uh, whatever you guys want to call Granted, him. I was hanging out with him in that studio six hours ago as he was producing oh, yeah. the Lakers game. Tip. Well, yeah. I, miss, I miss you guys, too. They yes. got me on the Howard Stern deal. I come in whenever I want to, you know, a couple days a week, and they pay me a lot of money. Bro. Do Perfect. your thing. What do you got for us? Well, first of all, as you know, I'm not here for every show because I'm working at night with Alan doing mm-hmm. the Laker games and stuff like that. So um, I get to go to every road game, and you just start to notice the improper you know, game etiquettes and the stuff that you don't like to see at games and stuff like that. Um, I'll start with me. What I hate to see at games is people just standing up, you know, over people that are sitting down. Oh, that's, that's a good one. That's yeah, good. that's a good one. You know, one. just because one. they have to see the player or whatever. Yep. And then also yep. the guys, you know, sitting close to fir- uh, the front row or whatever that they have to argue with the ref. They have to <laughs> holler at the, uh, the athletes and the basketball players yep. like they know them and stuff like that. But what drives me nuts the most mm-hmm. is when there are two teams playing and you see another person wearing a jersey of another team that doesn't <laughs> the belong. The randomness of it? Yeah. Like, I I, respect I, like I've seen Warrior jerseys at Laker games the past couple weeks. Like, <laughs> the Warriors hasn't played, you know, at the at Staples Center since the Opening first week night. of the season. Exa- yeah. Exactly. So I still see these Warrior jerseys or these Grizzly jerseys or whatever, you know. Um, it makes me crazy. Guys, do you have any improper game etiquette things or things that you just hate to see at games? I'll start with you, Travis. Yeah, um, there you kind of touched on one. One of the things that if you're if you're if the game is going on, if there's action, if the game is being played, I don't mind if you jump up when something cool happens, but you can't be making an endless trek back and forth from the concessions or the restroom or, or whatever it is you're doing. Or you're just standing up just because and, and people behind you yeah, are no, sitting no, no. down. If you are blocking someone else's view unless yeah. you're jumping up because you saw a crazy dunk or sure. a home run or something. Yeah. That that's different. But let's make sure that you're not wearing a, a, a rut between yourself and the bathroom back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And the other thing is and this is a little bit old manny you ready can you not ruin it for everybody around you can you not be so loud about whatever it is that you're into if you're cheering for the team great if you even you're cheering for the other team i'm okay with that but let's just not carry on your conversation about what happened to you at work the night before loud enough so four guys in rows behind you know mm. exactly what's up okay i got a couple things myself here first of all let's do this uh as far as etiquette goes the game's not that important Nobody needs to throw down at a game, okay? Can we stop all of a sudden pretending like this is life or yeah, death? Yeah, see at a, a lot game? of those videos. I, I feel like that didn't even need to be said, right? <laughs> okay, Don't yeah. beat people up. Should yeah, be on no, the list. No throwing down. It's not even beating people up, but it's everybody wanting to square off against each other because the other the other uh, fan is wearing a different jersey. Okay, that's one. Second thing is, go enjoy yourself, have a good time. There's a stage of getting hammered, okay? <laughs> I was walking at a uh, go on. I was walking at a SoFi <laughs> on what was it on Sunday, and some girl just has her hand like on her her hands on her head. I'm like, she's either going to throw up or she just threw up. One of the two is going to happen. Just kind of know your limits. Yeah. You know, kind of control yourself a little bit there. Um, it happens. Final thing I have here on uh, on some of the etiquette. People like running their mouth. It's good to like cheer with your fan base. Mm-hmm. Titan fans. On Sunday night, I mean, going out of their way to turn around and make eye contact with Rams fans, getting your you-know-what kicked. Oh, yeah, you like that one, don't you? I'm like, guys, just— This is going to end badly for you. Just a couple high fives here with your Titans people and (laughs) call it a day. Why are you going out of your way— to run your mouth to the opposing fan base. It's a bad deal. It Another one that deal. I have, too, just quickly, is you don't need to record the whole game. 
You can yeah, DVR it at home. You don't need to have your it's phone out recorded the entire game. You'll you, never you get a picture, you get again. a video, maybe to post on on social media, and then you're done. Honestly. Or the person that has to FaceTime their best friend yeah. and say, hey, it's look where I'm at. Okay, but hey. how, about, how about when it's a, you know, let me use as an example, Bellinger hits that three-run homer, right? Maybe that situation's a little bit different, but there's times people in the stands have an unbelievable, authentic video. They're like, wait, how long were you recording for? They've recorded every play. That's why it's like it's like shooting them, right? It's not just that you got lucky and you had your phone out at that one. They're shooting every pitch, hoping to get the one. At seven fourteen, they started recording, and it was ten oh eight. About when right. Bellinger hit that homer. It's about right. All right, next one. Uh, one of my favorite athletes ever, Penny Hardaway, did an interview with SI talking about his University of Memphis team, which he is a head coach. And when he talked a little about his playing days, he said this: As a player, uh, probably. Um, that I'm not one of the top players. I feel like I did get injured, but I showed enough in the game to know that I am one of the top players to ever played a game. That's right. He said he's one of the greatest ever of all time, even though his career was riddled with all kinds of injuries. Penny played uh, 15 years in a league, and he could have played in a possible 1,230 games, mm. but he only played in 704 of those games. Just a little over half. Wow. Yeah, basically, right? But I do agree with him. If he pl- if he were- if it weren't for the injuries, he would b- probably be a top ten player of all time. Uh, question here, guys, is what are some other athletes that didn't fulfill their potential because of injuries? Sliwa. All right, so a couple I'll, I'll go through in the NBA. Grant Hill always had injuries. You know, one that kind of sticks out for me, Brandon Roy. Remember Brandon sure, Roy, the Portland, Portland Trailblazers? He was awesome. University he was really of Washington. Good. He was Dude great. was a baller. He was fantastic. He was an easy guy to like. He was. He had his injuries. Um, trying to think of a couple more here. I mean, you know, you, you can look at – this is not a good comp or a good example, but it's a Laker. Andrew Bynum, it felt like overnight, was just gone out of the NBA. The craziest thing about Bynum, we were talking about this the other day, Andrew Bynum could easily still be in the NBA. Easily. Yeah, I think he's only 33, 34 yeah, he, years he old or something right. like could that. He could easily still be in the NBA, and it feels like he's been gone forever. That's how that's how young he was, and that's how quickly he went away. There's a couple guys right there. Yeah. No, for me, I'm going to go to my sport of baseball, and it's it's kind of quasi here local. Um, he was the number two pick out of USC. He's currently the Dodgers pitching coach, Mark Pryor. Mark mm. Pryor was Nolan Ryan. Oh. He, he was the guy that was going to rewrite every single record book, and he and Kerry Wood with the Cubs were just going to go and pitch the Cubs into World Series after World yep, Series after yep. World Series. He had a season in 2003 That's where he one. struck out 245 guys. Mm-hmm. He was 18-6. and six. He had an ERA of under 2.5, and, and it was, let's go. Hmm. And that was it. Remember Kerry Woods? What was that? It? Was it twenty strikeouts? He had twenty yeah, in a game. He had a twenty strikeout game with with one hit, and the inf- and it was a, a swinging bunt, an infield hit. It was the most dominant performance ever. Mark Pryor was his mechanics were yeah, perfect. Yeah. His mentality was perfect. Mm-hmm. His temperament was perfect. Everything was good. He just couldn't stay. It healthy. is kind of cool seeing him when you know pitchers got an issue in the fourth inning, and it's him coming out to the mound. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah Mark Pryor. He was unbelievable was it arm problems or it what? was arm problems yeah and it just it just never happened for the guy it's just he was lights it, out it really sucks he was amazing yeah trying to think if there's another player but I, I think those are the ones that come come to mind there all right so we're talking about russ we're talking about his performance so far through the first 11 games plus something interesting that anthony davis said after that game about leadership that i want to play for you all that's all coming up it's travis and slee 710 espn